Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the return of the Puddin' Mac. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ugh, I got it. So Jordan, this is just hearing return of the Pudding Mac. Just, I just a, a f- return Pudding Mac. <laughs> Return Pudding my, Mac. I feel like my, my brain is... It's salty and sweet. Return Pudding Mac. <laughs> Guest vocalist, this is Jordan Jesse Go featuring Eliza Skinner on oh, the hook this week. I thought my memories were transferring over <laughs> into the podcast because of just hearing that song brought me back. Oh, were you just... Were you just staring out the window doing that? Did you have a whole like dream sequence, daydream sequence? Yeah, single tear rolled down my cheek when I uh, was remembering, um, you know, what could have been middle school dance. Yeah, middle school dance. Oh, I, okay. Mm-hmm. I never, I never talked to Jackie Bruckman, even though um, I Come think she, on. I think she liked me. I think she liked me. Oh, oh, and it was right before she got hit by a train. She was. <laughs> yeah, that night, right? Yeah. And you, you missed your chance. R.I.P. Jackie Bruckman. She was. <laughs> yeah, rest in pieces. You know, run yeah. over by that train. Whoa, yeah. too far, Jesse. Too far. <laughs> it was. It was fun. It was fun to have the dance down by the train tracks. Like I could see what the dance planning committee was thinking. Well, this is why they stopped doing right. it, yeah. though, right? Because of this whole incident. Well, no, it wasn't because of the incident. Some people think that it's because of the, the incident. Cough? But it's because of social sensitivity about having hobo-themed student events. Right. Oh yeah, that was a little. Yeah. Uh, that was a little tacky. There's some. Uh, there's some photos of Justin Trudeau's hobo dance. <laughs> yeah. That he's still apologizing for. There had been kids bringing open cans of beans mm. to school. Right. Uh, yeah, wearing hats. The top hats. With yeah, the top, with the sproingy top. Off. Um, yeah. people felt like bindles were punching down. You know what I mean? Bringing yes. a, a school bindle. Yeah. These are real people. They're not cartoon characters. I mean, they're also cartoon <laughs> yeah. characters, but they're, but, but they're real people. Yeah. Here, and... Here's a, here's a question for you guys regarding this. Cause yeah, I mean, obviously this is, these are things I'm grappling with. Do I have to censor myself <laughs> when I'm singing Big Rock Candy Mountain in the car? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's certain words in there that you shouldn't say. There's right, parts yeah. you can sing along to, but there's yeah. words in there that you shouldn't say. Can I ask a question? Mm. Now, sure, yeah, I mean it's your show, right? Eliza, you mention you mention that these are real people, but also cartoon mm-hmm. characters. Sure, yes. Which one or do both say hick? Um, well, it depends on which one's been drinking, yeah, honestly. That's fair. Yeah, like look for crosses in the eyeballs. Yeah. And that match crosses on a on a yeah. jug. Yeah. You'll find you'll find the one saying "hick." Ask them if they're seeing pink elephants. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. hobos yeah. are the number one group of people drinking from earthenware, like oh, <laughs> with yeah. a hook yeah. handle, like a big bottle of Martinelli's apple juice. <laughs> yes, well, that and um, and your hillbillies also right. You're kind of one strap overall types. They're drinking moonshine straight from the still, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. All, I, all of my worldly, like, information comes from um, novelty barware from uh-huh. the, like, mid-century. Yeah. So any kind of any kind of rocks glass with a cartoon on it 
That's how I know the <laughs> yeah. world. Um, and these are both types of people that are featured on them. You have an intimate understanding of uh, cars from the mid 1910s. Well, yeah, I mean, it's more it's more like um, uh, uh, easy women or terrible wives mm, right. and different types of drunks. Yeah. I don't want to leave our audience hanging. Really, all I meant with my new nickname is that I ate some banana pudding and I had already talked about eating too much banana pudding before I came on Jordan Jesse Go. It happened again. But I also just wanted to think about the song Return of the Mac because that song is an eternal jam. Like there's no time that I ever – like I have no amusing anecdote about the banana pudding. That's just a reality that I'm sure. dealing with. Well, and our uh, listeners can play the famous Jordan Jesse Go drinking game, a drink when you hear the pudding toots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you God. hear a little pudding toot – <laughs> I, got, I got terrible pud toots. Uh, tonight, my dog um, audibly farted. Like I, this is the first time that I have, while being not even that close to my dog, heard him fart, and it woke him up. He jumped up, jumped off the couch, circled around the, the coffee table, and then looked at me like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you should, you should know. How did you, what did you say? How do you, how did you explain it? I was like, you know what? You're asking me a bigger question than I have answers for. Do you want to come sit on my lap? And he was like, I do. That would make me feel better. And you were like, bring your fart. My what? (laughs) He has no idea he farts and he does it so much. The older of my two dogs, Coco, has started losing her senses. She's getting, she's a little Mm -hmm. blind in one eye and, and she's getting a little deaf. And exponentially, the fat pill, uh, the last few months have increased the, uh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all she yeah. does is lie in a bed. Like, she doesn't really do much else. Once in a while, she wanders around confused. But mostly, she just lies in a bed. And anytime you approach her, she does not notice until it's too late. And she's reached full oh. what the fuck. The most upsetting what the fuckness that we had was when the time he got stung by a bee on his paw. <laughs> and every time he sat, and he, I got him home and was like, oh, are you okay? He didn't seem to be allergic, but it, the paw swelled up. But no matter where he sat, he would sit uh, all over the room. He would sit there for a second and then jump up and like look at the spot where he had been sitting. Like, you, what do you do? I hurt again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, buddy, it's just going to be like that for a while. Eliza, I'm curious how your, because your, your dog, Boo, is a like a, yes. a newish addition to your life, a relatively yeah. new. Yeah, I got him last February. And you, uh, before Boo... Uh, you had and still have a very a very proud and regal cat, Casper. Yeah, a real sassy number, Casper. So how is the little sassy number dealing with the wee little fart bag? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. LF. Yeah. It's been a big change since he got his summer cut. Um, he got a, a a lion cut and it's completely changed him. He was really like sitting around and being sedate and being like, are we just going to watch TV? Okay. And now he's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Let's do he's some stuff. He's got the lion spirit. And he does. Yeah. And he like, whatever me and Boo are doing, we're real chill dudes. And Casper is like, no, come on. Hey, 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 you know what? We should, we should write a screenplay. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do, we got ideas. I can get financing. You, we can throw, throw ideas around. And we're like, no, man, just stop. So your um, cat and, is acting like a 
cokey guy you meet at the rainbow room. Yes, exactly. Where it's like, what do you want? I would love to satisfy this so sure. it stops, but it, the energy is just just coming and coming. Um, but last night they got they they've gotten close to be getting in like little fights over my lap before. And last night they got in a little little fight over the oh, bed, which was a little. Sure. Yeah, Boo just jumped up in the bed to go to bed and Casper was like, hey! And I was like, "What? what's happening? What is this about? There was a point in the life of my pets where my younger dog, Sissy, realized the weakness of my older dog mm. and yeah. just started terrorizing her. And Sissy is a very sweet dog, but she she's like, oh, you fucking old lady, I'm going to take you down every time she sees my other <laughs> dog. And poor Coco has a heart condition. So like yeah. Sissy will go at Coco, but Boo does too. every time, every time Coco, it's so sad. Every time Coco gets too excited, she just lets out this unearthly, like, you know, those videos where a goat sounds like a person. Yeah. Yeah. The Wilhelm screen. Right. Yeah. Those, so yeah. it's like that for Coco. She lets out a horrible human like scream <laughs> and then <laughs> she just flops over and pees. <laughs> oh God. I've been there. I've been there, sister. I've been there. <laughs> the, vet, the most energetic surrender. The veterinarian insists that it does not hurt her. You know, like eventually the her heart condition will probably lead to her passing. Um, but she's already she's already lived a very full life. But she's the veterinarian insists that this does not hurt her, that the sound she makes is just a physical byproduct of her fainting basically and we just have to keep the dogs apart because we can't emotionally deal with our older dog going and then (laughs) and then pooping on the floor oh no do you think are your dog just have you considered this jesse and i know that you know like you trust your vet obviously and i'm not saying your vet is wrong but could it just be that your dog is a fan of 90s new metal and going oh yeah (laughs) i think that's possible is she down with the sickness i think is what i'm asking is she She she's more into system of a down like she just thinks they're more credible they have kind of a punk rock edge Mm. for being sure a new metal band very Um, very technical too a lot of a lot of technical i thought maybe it was like a like a glam rock thing like more of a like wow oh yeah well she's always talking about how she would love to golf with alice cooper wouldn't we all i mean that's it seems like a good time When you guys, when you guys, when you guys hear your pet drinking, do you also make a little pet drinking sound with them? Mm. Yeah, I've done that. I do not. Mine goes. <laughs> That's what I do. No, but when my but when they clean themselves, they do make that. Oh noise. yeah. I'll be like yum 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 yum. That's solid. <laughs> and they're, and they're like. They look at me Yum. so, so disgusted. It's like, it's like, uh, like you know, a, a tween hearing a dad joke. They're just like, no, <laughs> oh come don't on, do that's that. not what I sound like. I don't say yum yum yum. Yum 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 yum. My my great or even just lick 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 yeah. lick lick. My great passion is if I accidentally drop a, a human chip. Mm-hmm. on the ground a uh, man's chip <laughs> yeah corn or potato chip right and uh one of my dogs gets a hold of it and somehow when dogs eat i would not be surprised if the foley artists mic up dogs eating a chip 
to put into like Super Bowl commercials about people eating chips because the sound <laughs> the sound is is the equivalent of like like it is like a cartoon of the sound of a person eating a chip. Yeah, tap the Rockies and uh eat this chip is what you're saying. Yeah. I honestly I'm not I'm not above intentionally accidentally dropping a chip just to hear my dog go but like it's making crackling it's making amazing crackling sounds again like it was Jay Leno in a Frito-Lay Super Bowl commercial. Do your dogs do your dogs fuck with watermelon? Oh yeah, well I mean they they uh uh they'll munch that down. Do you mean do they eat it or Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Do I think either way, yeah, yeah. they'd be willing to give it a try. Yeah. eating it or um, I, I think it's that's a that's a real satisfying crunch mm-hmm. for a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boo's not great at crunching anything because his jaw has been broken a couple times because he keeps mouthing off. No. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> happened. Happened before I got him. I was literally a little <laughs> bit scared when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's an angel. I would never hurt him. Um, but so he's got a weak jaw. So when I give him a chip, I don't get I, I tried. People have been like uh, online have been like, give us a video of him getting a crunch. And I'm like, OK. And I give him the chip and he just sort of like moistens it oh. for a while. <laughs> That's not a crunch. Until it's, <laughs> he gums it in, like an old man can, eating corn off the cob. A little cob. bit. He just, he just kind of like keeps it in his um, mouth, like doing like soft um, bites um, on it. Just lets yeah, it dissolve until he can paste. Until he's eating beans hobo style? <laughs> exactly. No, not quite paste level, but he just like makes it stale on purpose yeah. is basically how, where he gets it to. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, that's not a crunchy crunch. Yeah. If you're an Eliza Skinner follower online and you're looking for a crunch, you're going to be sorely disappointed. We're going to disappoint you. Wow. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. But you will see his dick all day <laughs> long because I do not censor his dick in photos. And I think it's very strange when people do that. Yes. Do Free, people I mean, pixelate I think, a dog dick? Yeah, or they'll put like a little like emoji or sticker over it. Like, oopsie, don't look at like, come I on. I mean, you know, oopsie, you can... my dog has a little dicky. And I've had yeah. other friends, I've had other friends demand that. I've had friends be like, I think it's gross when people post pictures of their dogs and you see their dick. Like, what? How, it what? is grosser yeah. with a Santa emoji over it. That's grosser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like you can't see in all the fluff. You can't really see what's going on yeah. with my with my dog's dick. Right. I mean, who knows what's happening down there? But if I put like a palm tree or like a dancing lady in a red dress <laughs> on top of that, you would know exactly sure. what's happening. Yeah. So here's my question for the two of you, Jordan and Eliza. You both are pet owners. Neither of you is above posting a picture of your pet. Uh, People like it more than me. Sure. Yeah. It is depressing when like you're posting something that's like an accomplishment or like, here's an episode of mm-hmm. our podcast or here's an episode of a podcast I was on. Eh, a tepid response. Just like cat laying down. Nine million interactions. Yeah. Yeah. I knitted Boo a, a blanket because he always likes to, he always falls asleep on my yarn. And so I was like, well, I should just make something for him out of some of this right. yarn. Here we go. Made him a little blanket, put it on top of him, posted it online. I was like, yeah, he likes yarn. I made him a blanket. 9,000 likes. Just hearing you hearing you describe that makes me want to go online and like it. Yeah, go, <laughs> I'm go part of the problem. I mean, I'm is, part of the problem. You know what? It's cute. I get it. And at least in that sense, I did. I, I accomplished something. I knit it. And I was like, I've written TV shows. <laughs> yeah. And no one gave a sure. fuck. I should just be making tiny, teeny tiny blankets and... 
you, you know, I won't die alone. Maybe. I don't know. Or I'll get likes for it. What was your question, Jesse? You had a question. My question is for each of you. If you had to cover your pet's genitals mm-hmm. in a photograph on the internet, what would be your top three emoji to cover those gens? Well, the obvious choice is the lipstick. Lipstick, sure. The lips. I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. I guess I, yeah. yeah anyway, sorry. That's brilliant. Or if, if it's a female pet, you know, the, the kissy lips. Sure. Just like, mm-hmm. or, or the lips, it, like with the mouth. Just some hilarious look. These are this is where my dog has a pussy. Yeah. Um ooh, lost my mic on that. Um there we go. She's back. Okay. Uh dog pussy. Did we get that? Okay. Actually, Elijah, can we get some options on dog pussy? Can you just give us dog we yeah. sh- dog pussy? Great. Okay. Thank you. Pussy de la chine. Um a little mix of all kinds of languages there. Eliza, can you give us a few, thanks for the alts, can you give us a few mm-hmm. efforts on dog pussy, please? Um, effort? Yeah, it's like this uh, sound you make when you exert yourself. Oh, okay. Dog pussy. Yeah. Dog pussy. Okay, now you're jumping and saying dog pussy. Dog pussy. Dog pussy. <laughs> uh, Brian, let's use the second one. Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting you guys talking in my headset. Um, I don't know if you wa- if you want me to hear the client. Here, go. <laughs> now I want to hear the dog pussy when you're punching, Eliza. The dog pussy when you're connecting with a powerful punch. Am I getting punched? I oh, know I'm punching. <laughs> dog pussy motherfucker. <laughs> and then I punch. That's that's how I do it. Uh, Jesse, to answer your question, um, it would just be the top three emojis I would use to cover my pet's genitals are just three different races of construction worker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. You know what is the most embarrassing old person thing that I do? Here's one of them. Yeah. Whatever. This is one of the, um sometimes with since there's so many different variations on little people emojis right. now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like you were saying, like construction worker, vampires, all that stuff. And they're so teeny tiny. Sometimes when people use those, I'll screenshot it and then I have to close it up. I have to like zoom in and I'm like, "Oh, okay. I see we're talking about a chef. Got it. Thank you." But that's how bad my eyes are. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Given that there is a vampire emoji, and I don't think there is a wolfman emoji, how do you think that feels to wolfmans? That's a real shame. Wait, we oh no, there's a zombie, but you're right. Yeah, and how are you supposed to text um, friends to come to your monster mash? Well, <laughs> I think honestly, I think that it's a it's an indicator that wolf men and women and non-binary wolves are still in the closet, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. they because they can be a lot right. of times. It only happens once a month. Sure. So Wait, hold on, Eliza. There's a wolfman in my closet? No, I'll never get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're in their closet. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> Let's not make monsters out of people just because they're monsters. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, you know, they can hide that part of their personality. Right, except for that time of the month. Right, exactly. Unlike a vampire, which is like, you know what? I'm here. I'm a vampire. Get used to it. I immediately assumed when you said what an old person problem is with those little people emojis. It was what multiple aunts of my wife, my aunts-in-law, will do, which is change the skin color of the people Mm-hmm. But they're they're white people and they don't change it to white. 
See, here's the thing. I've never changed a skin color on any. Well, actually, this lady. I did on this lady because I'm doing the lady the who's, who's raising the roof. The, the shrugging, shrugging lady. lady. Yeah, because I've just I was tinkering around with it, trying to get the effect that you get from the emoji shrug, which is the superior shrug. Right. So I'm just being right. honest. Yeah. But besides that, I haven't changed the skin tone on any emojis because I feel like there's no way to win as a white person. Right. Like they come yellow, you keep them yellow. Because if you change them to white, it really feels like to me, like you're being like, FYI, I'm white. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. It feels like great, announcing cool. that you're really interested in European history. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't need, I'm not trying to be like, don't forget me how white I am. I am white. Yeah. Like we get it. I'm white. It's clear. Um, and I feel like changing it to another skin color is, is that, that weird thing of being like, Hey, I recognize that there are other types mm. of people. Did you, did you recognize it? Mm -hmm. Was it just me? Mm -hmm. Think about it with this construction worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like you're kind of appropriating other people's skin color for your emojis. It just feels it just feels weird. Yeah. Just to cover up some dog's dick. <laughs> I think you can do everything, and I contend this. I think you can do everything that you want to do with emojis using SpongeBob GIFs. And I think just use those because <laughs> you're not getting yourself into any um, you know, sticky uh social territory. I'm a big gifter. I love you got a gif. I love gifts. GIF. I love a gif. Um, cause they're real weirdos out there making gifts these days. So use them. Yeah. Twerking alien. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like when you use, like I used a Will Smith gif the other day and I don't, right. and I don't think I was implying that I am Will Smith, just that I liked the face he was making. We well, do. Honestly, you do that a lot in conversation Yeah, and you act like it's casual and nobody notices it, but you do try to work that in frequently. Yeah, the other day when you were talking about your roots in Philadelphia. Smith. Right, yeah. Your friend yeah. DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Hey, I mean, just I just wanted people to know it was on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to the mall to get you a short set. I get it. <laughs> but I, you know, yeah, gifts better than emojis. It'll keep you out of social problems. Anyways. Jordan is that guy at a party I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that guy at a party with the parties now, absolutely not. with the hot take that he won't let go. You know, like he's telling everybody his hot take, and his hot take oh, is that's that uh, parents just don't understand. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a, a a party hot taker. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a function of social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. What is your what is what's the what's the hottest one that you'll deploy? Well, a recent one is, um, and this one doesn't go over as well as I feel like it should, um, is that I th I am shocked that we still haven't conquered fire as <laughs> as a species. Like, it feels like the first thing we would get scientists it's to do. Right. Like, it's still fucking us up. It's still fucking us up. We got iPhones. We got, like, all kinds of, uh, like, medicines. Fix fire. Yeah. We're still, we're doing the exact same thing we've always done, which is just put something on top of it. Right. Oh, put put some water or a blanket on it. There you go. Like what? That's terrible. Do you think we haven't considered enough things to put on top of fire? Because we no, putting... I think that's we're going down that same road over and over and over. There's got to be a whole totally different way to think of it that we're not trying. I'm not so sure. I like to think inside the box, Eliza. Oh um, boy! See, this is the problem. So this is and this is why continents burn. Obviously, and oceans you burn. You can dump water on top of it. Obviously, you can put fire retardant spray 
on top of it. Sure. That's just another thing to dump on top but of it. But what if, let's say you had a wildfire. Mm-hmm. What if you sent up a chopper? The sexiest type of fire. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What if you sent up a chopper and it's got one of those mm-hmm. big buckets underneath it and normally no, in that bucket going, would this... be water or fire retardant, right? See. But let's say. It's the same thing. Let's say that was a big bucket full of wet lettuce. You can't no. tell me that wouldn't take care of that fire because it's flappy and wet. Yeah, but it's it's just a different variation on the same theme. There should be something. There should be like you press a button. There's a sonic thing. There mm-hmm. you like you, you, you. Everybody like holds their nose and we suck oxygen out for a sec. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm. I, I have no idea. Could be a sonic thing. Could be a knuckles thing. Could be a tails thing. Exactly. So I think I think let's 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 take a step back because I think we've we've experienced what this would be like in a party situation. Right. Well, you haven't because you haven't had all the people saying, "Uh, well, well uh, you know, do you, well, fire needs oxygen. Yeah. Do you know that? Like, yeah, I know how fire mm-hmm. works. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't understand fire. I'm saying someone much smarter than me, who is a scientist. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to make you know, penicillin. Right. That was done a long time ago. I like this. I honestly like this better than um, Are We Tired of the Marvel Movies? I like this right. better, Ugh. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Somebody says to you, don't you think The Wire is the greatest television show of all time? And you say, what's that? We all this time we haven't solved the problem of fire. Sure, the, fi- the the problem that only gets worse as it goes along. Right, and does nothing but destroy. Oh, sure. Well, and keep us warm. Fine, it keeps us warm and it cooks. There's too many poisons, you say. <laughs> There's too many poisons. What about that poison? Look, I don't mean to make light of foreign diplomats being murdered by the Russian government. But what about that poison where you hold it in your hand and then you go, and then the person dies like 12 hours later? Is that real? That is so 100%. Here's the thing. All these poisons that we see on TV. I'm not just, a lot of people think I'm just talking about Rip Taylor, but I'm not. <laughs> no, Wait, so no, Rip I Taylor know. was poisoning people every time he was doing that? I've seen you do a, a confetti blow before and it looks very different. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're talking about that like dust stuff. Yeah, it's like a radioactive dust or something. You blow it up somebody's nose at an airport and then they're dead eight hours later because they, why? Because they were publishing a dissident newspaper. Was that the stuff that those girls like pranked somebody to death? Oh, that's, I think so. I think that was the prank, the prank murder. Yeah, all these, uh, on TV, it's, it's, and in movies, it seems very easy to poison people. And I feel like, it's not that easy. Like, I feel like yeah. it's probably a lot grosser. Honestly, Heather's, I think Heather's did it right. How was, the, I forget was, the poisoning in Heather's. I know that it had one, but how did they do it? I know it was like Drano. It was some kind of like blue drain cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a little bit of everything under the sink. And she drinks it and then she's like, <laughs> and it's a pretty gross death um her mouth is all blue and she goes beer nuts and then she dies this is this is so much better than should george lucas get control over the star wars franchise again (laughs) this is so much better i don't know i don't know i feel like it doesn't offer a lot of like ways in for other people 
I think that's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah. You're not involving I mean, everyone else. It's uh, You bring your own soapbox to the right. to the party, right, Eliza? But that's what I mean about it being like social anxiety where I'm like, uh, hey, hey, have you guys ever noticed that it's an ambulance backwards on the front of an ambulance? Which, yes, I understand you can read in your rearview mirror, but why do you need to read it? You don't have to do that for a police car. It doesn't say police backwards on the front of a police car. Or fire backwards in the front of a fire truck, right? Eliza, how often... And people often, are like, goodbye. How often at a party do you find yourself tapping the air in front of you and then saying, is this thing on? <laughs> but that wasn't even... Was that a so, joke? That was just so like what else is going a specific on? <laughs> observation. <laughs> yeah. It's a concern yeah, is, you have. That is essentially what led me to being a comedian, probably, yes. Because I was like, well, this way I can communicate with people without having it be a two-way street. This is great. Yeah, I think the next time I'm at a party and I hear anyone say Zack Snyder, I'm just going to yell, dolphins have gotten too smug, and then just <laughs> take and just re, just wrench control oh. of the party. Yeah, you think dolphins are smug? Have you have you seen a pregnant dolphin? Yeah. Oh, you're, you Again. know, oh, it's just like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a love you would never. We don't care as long as it's a dolphin. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Great. As long as it's got a blowhole and flippers, we're happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're going to name it Logan either way. <laughs> we're, we're teaching it skills to recognize shapes. With human parents, you don't want flippers. But with dolphin parents, you do want flippers. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should say mm-hmm. that at a party it's and see dark, what happens. Very dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would really upset dolphins if like their babies came out with fingers. Yeah. <laughs> They'd probably like throw it into the air. <laughs> That's how you get they tie helium balloons to it and throw it in the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yes. what dolphin mafiosos do with dead bodies. <laughs> you wanna sleep with the birds? <laughs> Jordan, I have a question for you. Yes. If dolphins are too smug, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about octopuses. How do you feel about those eight-legged beaks? Yeah, I mean, I think we really have been building up octopuses. Remember when we we were like letting them choose the outcome of sporting events? Yeah, that seemed like a bit much. It was happening. It um, it started with soccer, but I think they started choosing other things. And here's the crazy part: is that they would have the octopus choose ahead of time the winning team and then the teams would have to adhere to that like if the dolphin if the octopus said you know i pick manchester then manchester had to win it was really fucked up i mean they they had to adhere to it just as an octopus has to adhere to its prey see i feel like an this whole octopus thing is um it's a long con Mm -hmm. there i think they were i think they were living happy relaxed ocean lives we came along, civilization, buildings, right. buildings, right. boats, boats, buildings, <laughs> ships, drilling for oil, right. fire in the ocean. Sure. And the octopuses could have been doing all that stuff all along, mm-hmm. but they were smart enough that they were like, I'm not, that's, that's right. going to hurt everybody. And now they're like, all right, this is what we're doing. We're fucking around like that. Okay, then. And I think they're like working on, they're, they've got plans. They're working on stuff. They're getting smart. Yeah, because like the camouflage, that's a new thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't yeah. always been able to do that. Oh, no. Yeah. And we're all like, oh, look, he looks like a rock. Yeah. Okay, fine. If he can look like a rock, really? You don't think some of those kids at the mall aren't octopuses? Yeah. What's he going to look like next? Joe Biden? 
Yeah, where else are they blending sure. in? I think you, you put some you put some aviator sunglasses on an octopus, give it some gleam in pearly whites. Yeah, that's Joe Biden mm-hmm. pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you remember Corn Pop back when I used to be a uh, lifeguard? That kind that's of some shit octopus, an octopus shit. Would say. That's yeah. some making fun shit. of humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's how little they respect right. us. Do you think They're like they... this is the kind of shit humans say? Hang <laughs> <laughs> around talking about Corn Pop. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to sound like the smartest, most powerful human. Yeah. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Right. Do you think octopuses really do have eight legs, or do you think that's just part of their bullshit? Oh, right. Could they be? Right, because they're twirling well, them around so fast. Who can actually count yeah. those things? I can't. Apparently, one of them is a dick. Really? Interesting. Yes. But just one. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. They're not greedy. <laughs> um, I saw a documentary one time about, um, it was like a little short one about like gay animals. And um, basically, it's, I don't think, it wasn't like societally, like it wasn't culturally gay. It was just like a- animals that have sex with the same. Right. We don't sex. know how they... Um, we don't know how they identify culturally. We just know who they bone. Yeah. And I don't know if it was yeah. like a romantic thing. Right. Exactly. Um, and so they showed uh, these octopuses and like there was one little octopus having sex with a big octopus and a little one. And it just sort of looked like one octopus was wearing another octopus hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that hat took one of his tentacles and stuck it up the first octopus's nose. Right. And they were like, that's it. That's, this is the that's sex. the sex. <laughs> yeah. Do you think octopuses do any beak stuff? Oh, yeah, for when sure. It's, once yeah. birthday. Got it. Yeah. That's <laughs> once a year, the wife lets me do some beak stuff. I think they do beak stuff all the time at first. Right. But then it just sort of dies off. Right. Because yes, they're just like, well, birthday. honestly, the beak stuff is exciting, but nothing beats a tentacle in the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And they get tired yeah. and it's like... What he, he, he nobody wants to squish down at yeah. the end of the pile of rocks. Hard to use water-based lube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that the biggest the biggest advantages octopuses have in, uh, you know, keeping 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 a relationship spicy, is you can just throw on some of that camouflage, and your partner thinks they're fucking a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can suddenly you're picking each other up at the little hotel bar, like, oh, <laughs> who are you? My name's Cheryl. What's it like being a rock? <laughs> Yeah. Come to the. Wow. Oh, you're here. Are you in town for a convention? (laughs) Yeah, I'm here for a coral convention. I'm coral. (laughs) I have tiny organisms living inside me. I also want to applaud us for consistently saying octopuses. Yeah. Because, and I'm sure we've got some listeners being like, it's octopi. It's not. No. It's not. It's octopuses. It's octopuses. You could say octopods, but. Plus, if you're going to step to us on Latin plurals. But it's it's Latin and Greek. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to uh, write into Gas Station TV, but I want you to focus on me saying <laughs> Wolfman's earlier. Yeah. Where is your bar? That's what I want to know. Well, that's, that's correct. I mean, people think that it's an extension of man, men. So like... Wolfman yeah. would be correct, but no, it's it's a family name. Yeah. <laughs> so they are the Wolfmans. Yeah. You know, like that's you, like where are you going for dinner? We're going over to the Wolfmans. Yeah. Exactly. Have Same a casserole. Mm-hmm. Dog food yeah. casseroles. That's what Wolfmans yeah. like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, or like in a family, like if some, like if a father was upset with their son because the son was like, "I want to be a musician," father's like, "No, the Wolfman's are the going back generations. We're all bricklayers, basketball players, basketball. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's one. <laughs> um, but Wolfman's have always been doing that. That's I don't know if that convinced you. Can I ask you guys a question about octopuses? Sure. Yes. So we obviously they're contemptuous of humans, mankind. I think just disappointed. I think disappointed oh, okay. in us having to yeah. fix the problem that we made. Right. They've got to choose the outcomes of our sporting events for us. We can't even do it ourselves. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Open jars yeah. now that they know how. <laughs> do you think octopuses have similar feelings about other creatures under the sea? Or do you think they're only really worried about land creatures i think they're live and let live Mm -hmm. until things get out of hand Mm -hmm. and i think humans have gotten out of hand right Um, and then once things are out of hand they're live and let die mm -hmm. exactly james bond shit octopussies that's something mount up regulators you know they got they got their fist out there and you're fucking poisoned yes yes but so maybe if there are creatures under the sea that also get out of hand Mm mm-hmm Maybe they would also be like, all right, we got to get these shrimp in line because they're gone. Can I ask you this, Eliza? What do you think octopuses think about squids? I think they think they're stupid. Yeah, they are. They're fucking stupid compared to octopuses. It's, a squid is like a shitty octopus all day long. Yeah. How do you think yeah. How do you think octopuses feel about squids being so much more popular in the appetizer space? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I think they're like, makes a lot of sense. They're dum-dums. Yeah. Eat them. <laughs> Dumb is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all know. That's a truism when it comes to... I learned that from John Taffer because I watched so much Bar Rescue. Yeah, yeah. They may not be smart, but they're, they're delicious. delicious. That's what people sure. say. Yeah. Do you ever think that a uh, a squid goes up to an octopus and he goes, hey, eight legs, uh, guess what? I can chew fucking ink out of my butt. And then... And then the uh, the octopus is like, yeah, I can turn into a rock. Yeah, I think as soon as the squid goes up and is like, hey, hey, eight legs, the octopus is like, look, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say to me, you just said to me 30 seconds right. ago. And I didn't listen that time because it's not worth my time. OK, and then it's like, poof, and it turns into a rock. And the squid's yeah. like, where the fuck? Where did that? Oh, where'd it go? This is so much better than is Quentin Tarantino problematic now. <laughs> This is so much better. Are you going to go to the Vista? Are you going to Are you going to frequent his? What if a Bigfoot had sunglasses? <laughs> Boom! We're not even see. We don't even have to well, deal with that. Other why shit. does he, Why does we he need them? Does he have extra sensitive no, eyes? He just wants is to look the... cool. Oh, okay, that would look <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we're not even dealing with that other shit. I do have a question though about Bigfoot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, the space for it. We pluralized the singular. Mm-hmm. But that's really my question. Am I the only one who always assumed that it was but one big foot on mm. this animal? I thought that I thought it was yeah. like it, like one of the things was it had one big foot and one oh. little foot. Maybe that's because I'm from the south. Sure. Because oh, one, that wasn't like a big thing there. But one I thought big like foot and one little foot, like it well, stepped a regular, on a bee. Yeah, like a regular sized foot and then a big foot. And it swole up. And it's like, wow. Well, this guy is remarkable. He's got a big foot. Or like one of those guys who only does upper body exercises. Right? <laughs> yeah. He but it's a bilateral thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot skips right foot day. <laughs> yeah. 
That one seems like it should be big feet. It does. You're right. Yeah. right? Big foot is wrong. We've been saying Thank it wrong you. this whole time. And I think, yeah, and I think your your initial kind of uh, uh, mishearing of Bigfoot or, or misinterpretation of Bigfoot, I guess, um, my issue with that is that, like, if this guy does have one huge foot and one small foot, why has he been evading us so easily? He's embarrassed. Oh, well, I'm okay. going to say I he's... He emotionally, yeah, why is exactly. He if that was the case, yeah. um, I don't think he would be so evasive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll say this, Eliza. Mm-hmm. I'm from a lot closer than you to Bigfoot country. I'm from Northern California. Mm-hmm. And really only a, a few hours drive into the Bigfoot mountains. I have to say, I did not think that Bigfoot had one big foot and one small foot. Though now that I think about it, that, that could be a possibility. I always just assumed that it was sort of like, sort of like if an orca came out of the water and stood on its tail. So a single huge foot. Oh, okay. So you thought it had one big foot, but then that was it. Yeah. But the, the end. Yeah, end like Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw yeah. style. Yeah. I can see that. I, I don't know that for sure. No one's confirmed it, but I've seen photographs that look real. Do whales have little teeny tiny hair on them? Because they are mammals. Yeah. I think so. I think they do have little teeny tiny hairs. I think that's part of their classification. So maybe yeah. this there is some sort of evolutionary path here in, in what you're describing. From whale to Bigfoot. Yeah. Interesting. I, do th- I don't know if this changes things, but I do think the whales only have uh, hair on their big old nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this like changes. Fucking whales are out here swanging nuts. Sure. Yeah. But, it's, but I mean, they have very small penises right yeah yeah i mean that's what when they say hung like a whale <laughs> and it means huge huge very very nuts, nuts. tiny, tiny little peen. and this is something like i i mean i hear this phrase a lot socially so <laughs> like this like the stem on a double cherry right. exactly. yeah yeah and honestly see from what i have seen or and or heard i, yeah. I feel like it would not be a tiny dick were it not for the balls like i feel like it's almost an optical like if there were like regular like small ish or suitable balls you'd be like well that's that's a regular whale penis but as it is it's not presented well you know i think i'm i think i'm putting together the pieces i think i know why dolphins are so smug is because their penises are so much bigger (laughs) than whale penises dolphins do have like terrifying do they what are the penises yeah they're like long, oh, and they also they do rape. So they but, a big way that they murder their their human friends is by wrapping a penis around them and dragging under dragging them underwater. Is that correct? Uh, no, but they I don't know. I, but I think they do rape them to death or close to it. Yeah. I mean, but one one dolphin. You guys hear that radio lab about that dolphin that fell in love with that lady, and then the lady left, and then the dolphin drowned itself by just going to the bottom of the pool. No, Whoa. but now I don't need to listen. Yeah. So I did not hear that radio. Okay, all right. So details of the story also include that the the dolphin lived with the woman in an apartment that was like had a few feet of water all over the apartment. Right. So I remember the whale apartment. Okay, I'm yeah. back. Yeah. I'm back. I heard yeah. this radio and lab. So, and so the, the dolphin started like jerking itself off on the lady's foot and, or maybe hand to, I don't know, have at it, yeah. foot guys. Um, but they... <laughs> it, Except you, Quentin, you're t- problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but uh and and the lady the lady was like you know what it was just easier to go with it and so the the dolphin very bonded and then they got done with that experiment they're like we lose we lost funding whatever and then the lady got married also which i don't even know if that was a part of it but they did mention it in the story as though like that's that made it worse for the dolphin that like she married well yeah and then and the dolphin had to find out on facebook the dolphin had (laughs) exactly like she didn't call and say like hey i've met somebody it was just one of those things he's just opening he's just doom scrolling one day and sees those wedding photos just fucking brutal man fucking brutal did she Eliza marry for love or just to get access to a dry apartment? No, it was another dolphin with a bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> I I now I feel like I don't need to listen to the radio lab because I've heard the whole story, but I am curious about how they're gonna use atmospheric sound. So I might actually <laughs> go back and listen to it just to hear yeah, kind of how they yeah, sound yeah, yeah. design this. It's you know, it's it's pretty uh Pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I was thinking the other day? What? This is on the subject of um, a dolphin blowing a load on a lady's foot in a wet apartment. Yeah. You know the uh, you know the famous fast food drink, the Baja Blast. This is uh, the Taco Bell Taco Bell's signature Mountain Dew that you can only get at Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's like a blast is a cum word, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's super popular as a cum word, but... I'm pretty sure it's a cum yeah. word. It's a lot like sauce in that sense. Right. Yeah, it does It does sound like something that happened to, like, uh, someone in a bridal party on vacation. Right, yeah. Um, like, yeah, we went to Mexico. Heather got a real Baja Blast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something that happens when your octopus wife is letting you do beak stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. You know, every episode of Jordan Jesse Go supported by maximum funds members you can become one of maximum funds members at maximumfund.org slash join if you're already a member we salute you we offer you the jordan jesse go salute which is uh, a four finger standard salute and then we stick a middle finger up the nose that's yep our signature salute (laughs) yeah our fathers were both navy men and that's how they did it yeah jordan's father was in the navy my father was just blue um okay we're also supported this week by the people at Stitch Fix. Okay, this is what Stitch Fix is. This is how it works. This is an internet website, but there's people that live in the website. You tell the people that live in the website what kind of clothes you like. They pick them out for you. They mail them to you. I'm going to tell you this, Jordan. I got myself a Stitch Fix mm-hmm. for my bouncing baby boy, Oscar Thorne. You can get Stitch Fix for boys? You can get Stitch Fix for boys if they're bad boys. Okay. It says they're bad boys only. And of course, my son Oscar is known as the as the bad boy of Odyssey Charter School. Mm. So uh, I ordered a uh, Stitch Fix for Oscar. And I got to tell you, not only did they really nail all the things that I asked for, Oscar's favorite color, which is purple, um, our preference to not have uh, logos and stuff on clothes, um, but they, they like sent us a box of stuff and their deal is that you can return anything that comes in the box of stuff, right? You can just mail it right back. They give you an envelope even to put it in. 
We did not return anything. I kept the whole stitch fix. I kept the goddamn entire stitch fix. Jesse, I know you you said stitch fix was for bad boys. Mm-hmm. Well, this bad boy right here pointing at myself. Yeah. I also got myself a stitch fix. Oh. Here's what I was thinking. I'm like, "Hey, you know, stuff stuff's open and we're going places." Yeah. You should you need some evening clothes. I need some evening clothes. You need something a little nicer than the gosh darn sweatpants we've all been working in. It's ball season in Vienna. Sure. Uh, I got I got myself uh, some colorful new kind of uh, summer themed Stitch Fix clothes. They look great. They really fit terrific. I uh, got together with some old friends I hadn't seen in you know a year and a half. I wore my Stitch Fix. Uh, saw my friend at the door. The first thing the friend says to me, not hello, great to see you. The friend said, "Great shirt." Yeah, it's the Stitch Fix. The one thing that I, as a professional menswear guy, love about Stitch Fix is that there are a lot of people for whom off-the-rack clothes fit fine. There's a lot of people in that middle 40% or so for who can just walk into a store and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a large, and the large always works. But there are also many, many people who, for whatever reason, long arms, uh, big ears... Um, muscular chest. Uh, there's a thousand reasons why off-the-rack clothes might fit poorly. Extra nose. And those people have to spend their whole freaking lives looking for uh, looking for brands that fit them, and then the brands change their fit, and it's blah, 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 blah. Stitch Fix will find clothes that fit you. Uh, they find out about your body and your body shape, and they find clothes that fit you and uh over the course of a few boxes they'll they'll like lock that in and that is a service that like more people sent me emails that put this on about trying to find clothes that fit them and i was like i do not have a database of the relative proportions of clothing only a vague sense stitch fix does have a database of the relative proportions of clothing and the folks there who pick your clothes will send you clothes that fit you. And that is like such a service. Uh, You pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited toward the pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Uh, Stitch Fix, we've both had great experiences with it. It's a service we recommend. And you can get started today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. And you get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by the good folks at Weaver Leather. I will tell you it is summertime right now, Jordan. Mm-hmm. My number one favorite camp activity, and of course, loyal listeners know I'm talking about St. Dorothy's Rest, the Episcopalian summer camp in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Was it going to the state fair? Absolutely not. Was it whitewater rafting? No, frankly, I hated that. Was it kayaking? No, I was certain I would drown. Uh, Was it singing Christian songs? Mm, One tent soldier's pretty sad. What it was, was leather tooling. Leather tooling. That's where you get a a blank belt wet, and then you put stamps into it of different deers and stuff. Uh, Deer, eagle, snake, whatever you want. A little pattern. 
that's the kind of stuff you can get from Weaver Leather. Like last time I talked about how you can buy a blank belt for a really good price. And that is like an insider menswear secret that you can just buy a really nice full grain leather belt uh, from Weaver Leather uh, and just uh, put a buckle on it. You can even get buckles from Weaver Leather. Uh, but if you're looking for a project, if you're looking for a fun thing to do, Weaver Leather will sell you uh, a really cool kit for leather working they sent us jordan you got a, a a wallet kit right yeah i got a couple different wallet kits really excited to try this really excited to make my own wallet again i'm just i'm all my money's just uh, crumpled up in an old cheetos bag <laughs> my credit cards my yeah. passport i'm just shoving sure. it in this cheetos bag that is yeah. uh frankly seen better days you know jordan in san antonio you can go to a food truck They'll give you a crumpled up Cheetos bag full of money and they just put cheese sauce and jalapenos on there and you eat right. it with a fork. Frito pie, they call it. Yeah. I think it's Fritos, but. Oh, thank you. But, you know, same same thing. Anyways. It's not crumpled up bills. Basic, uh, my problem is my <laughs> my money's covered in chili, Jesse. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say here is my money is sure. covered in chili. Uh, but thanks to Weaver Leather, I'm going to make my own wallet. Such a cool project. Uh, I'm, I uh, gave one of these things away as a gift. It was a huge hit. Uh, Weaver Leather, uh, this stuff is really cool. Uh, they are a longtime supplier to professionals, hobbyists, and DIY crafters. They strive to be an online resource, not just for supplies, tools, and materials, but also valuable tips and easy-to-follow project tutorials. That's what's great about this. Look, you might, maybe you're one of these people... Who already has one of those terrifying hook knives you use to cut leather? Uh, maybe, maybe you're already, you know, uh, weaving baskets or whatever. But even if you're not, they have cool kits with instructions on how to get started. And at the end of it, you're like, "Holy cow! I made a cool belt. I actually really like this." So uh, hit up Weaver Leather uh, if you're interested in giving leather crafting a try. It's weaverleathersupply.com slash jjgo, weaverleathersupply.com slash jjgo, and you get 10% off your first order with Weaver Leather Supply. So uh, hit them up and, and tell them we sent you. Um, I, you look, there's all kinds of stuff you can make out of, you can make out of leather. Old timey football helmet. Sure. Um a wrap for an artificial leg. Something sexy to spice up the old marriage. Yeah, spice up your marriage with Weaver Leather. That's weaverleathersupply.com slash JJGo for 10% off your first spicy order. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Eliza Skinner, Rude Dude with a Bad Attitude. Yeah, she is. A real Michelangelo type. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question about Return of the Mac? Mm-hmm. Sure. You're never disappointed to hear that song come on, right? Yeah. It fucking always sounds good. I mean, I know what you mean, Jesse. And I know it is like a, you know, a classic you know, like 90s R&B jam. It was what was playing at our dance when Jackie Bruckman was hit by the train. So for <laughs> sure. me personally, it has Gosh. it has some baggage. But yeah. yeah. But I understand how, you know, like others are like, oh, yeah, oh, that was fun, you know. 
Yeah, I can understand that. I am. Do you think that there was ever a time where Mac Tonight considered using Return of the Mac for his McDonald's campaign? Instead of Mac the Knife? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can see an edgy urban Mac Tonight. Yeah, Return of the Mac Tonight, maybe? This is interesting because this is this is great stuff. And I know we have segments to get to, but I think this is more important. And again, this is something that you um, that you can pull out, you know, anytime someone is saying, you know, the Beatles were overrated at a party. You just pull this out. I think this could be one of those things where it's like when Mac Tonight debuted, it was the same, you know, year distance from Mac the Knife as if you rebooted him now, probably the same amount of years or a similar distance between Return of the Mac. What? So, I mean, the Noid is back. Mm-hmm. Well, is the Noid back, though? I feel like... Yes, everybody's talking about the Noid. Where have you been? No, they want us to talk about the Noid. No one's taking the bait. I'm doing it. I'm talking Noid all the time. Well, I... Can I tell you something about the Noid? Put some aviator sunglasses and some big shiny pearly whites on there, and you got President Joe Biden. Oh, see, I was gonna. I, I thought you were going for Maverick from Top Gun this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, either way. Um, either way. On another tangent. Yes. Yeah. I think for me also uh, a song that I kind of group with that mm-hmm. song is um, "Get It On Tonight" by Montel Jordan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that song is. It, unfortunately overshadowed by this is how we do it right yeah well this is how we do it is probably montel jordan's signature hit i would say he's secondarily known as the worst host of soul train i didn't even know he hosted soul train he did host soul train for a while extraordinarily tall montel jordan montel jordan's like six seven or something so there was a time was there a time when there were two shows hosted by montels on tv yeah, I think that's true. I think that's wow. absolutely correct. That was the golden age of television Montels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> big big time for Montels. Yeah. Uh, how about this, Eliza? You know, we had a lot of segments on our show that our listeners love. So many that um, we have thought of using our own creativity and not laziness uh, industry. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, that we just ask our callers to let us know what segment they're calling in for when they call in. More segments than a millipede, am I right? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, Huge taints on those things. Huge taints on millipedes. <laughs> incredible taints. Oh, yeah. And you know what? You wouldn't notice how big the taint was if the bubble right. and the dick weren't so small. Those dudes, yep. a third taint. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Millipede taint. Got that. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead and play a call, Brian. <laughs> It taint the legs, it taint the face, the rest all taint. Hi, Jordan Jesse Guest, calling in with uh, uh, your newest segment, Things I Must Do to uh, Put My Kids to Sleep. Uh, the newest thing I have to do to put my child to sleep is hand her 21 books in order, and then she will rub every single book on her butt. So, thanks a lot for the show. Bye. What books do you think they are? Sure. Uh, everyone poops. Right. Well, I just hope they're not heavy because that's a lot of work. I mean, 21 uh, in this books house, the only in books, order? Excuse me, Jesse. In this house, the only books we rub on our butt, yeah, it's the Bible. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you think you could use a Kindle? 
Oh, if it had the Bible on it, (laughs) then yes. How many books are in the Bible? I mean, with 21, do you have to get into the Dead Sea Scrolls and whatnot? Right. Yeah, it's got to be eight to 10 at least. Mm -hmm. The Gnostic Bible. Yeah, those are the ones with fun stuff. Yeah. What's the butt pun for a Bible book? Help me out on this one, guys. Uh, What are we? A a bubble butt? A Bible butt? Yeah, I guess I'm looking for like, you know, I was going to say like, oh, first Corinthians, like number two Corinthians. That like doesn't quite work though. Do you kind of see where Mm -hmm. I'm? Cooperonomy? Uh, yeah, Pooperonomy's probably it. That's probably as good as we're going to do. Yeah. I was just going to suggest the Gospel of John's, but... Hey, <laughs> well, I think the Gospel of John works. Mm-hmm. That kind of works. Yeah. Um, you know what? If you've got a good... Gotta, <laughs> you have a lay No. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. If you've got a good Bible book, but pun, uh, tweet them at Pontiff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let the Pope know. <laughs> he needs a good laugh. He just just had a surgery, you know. Yeah, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. The man loves butts. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, butts and liberation theology; those are kind of his things. Uh, here's another call. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guest. This is Maya from St. Paul calling into your signature segment, "Friends of Chip Dibson and Dip Dobson." I just got an email newsletter from my office building today introducing me to featured member Kip Nipple. (laughs) Anyway, love the show. Bye. Yeah, I mean, look, she was pretty proud of herself at the beginning. I kind of turned against Maya. I'm not going to lie. She was already giggling right up top. I'm like, come on, Maya, how good can this be? And then she said, friends of Chip Dips and Dip Tops. And I'm like, look, not everybody can can cash in on the dips and dobson craze you know like even we are just copying from i think it was jordan's friend from high school <laughs> oh god i don't even remember where chip dipson and dip dobson came from i honestly think it was a friend of yours from high school sure <laughs> chip dipson and dip dobson so yes <laughs> yeah we uh we owe uh we owe hector fernandez a uh, a royalty check yeah. for all the chip yeah. dipson and dip dobson merch we've sold over the years I've met Hector, nice guy. What we have like koozies or stuff? Or? Yeah, mostly koozies. Good yeah. season for those. Um, yeah, you guys have any koozie Bible puns? <laughs> no, I got nothing. I listen. I'm looking at a. I'm looking at a list right now of the books of the Bible. Not a lot of butt puns you can do with these things. Uh, Psalms. They they wrote it that way on purpose. Yeah, I think they did too. I think too many kids were goofing on it, and they're like. Listen, we're go- we'll we'll give them Deuteronomy. Everything else, change it. <laughs> oh, that's better than what I said. What did you say? I said Deuteronomy. Oh yeah, eh, Deuteron- Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is, is, I think is much better. As, yeah, about as good as you're gonna get. Perfect. Nice. Work. I don't know. It's not up there with the the Gospel of Matthew's, but right. Yeah, Tushironomy. Yeah. yeah. No, Dudu is better. Yeah. Well, let's take another call. Hey Jordan. Hey Jesse. Hey Go. Uh, this is Brad P. from MJ calling in for your uh, famous segment of things I discovered while loading UPS trailers at 2 in the morning. So today I was going through and uh, getting a whole bunch of boxes, obviously because we're loading trailers, and then there are all these boxes of books. Boxes of books are fucking heavy. Um, but fortunately, uh, I was going through and I, I looked, there's a big sticker on the side, and it says, uh, contains Bubble by Jordan Morris. So today I loaded multiple boxes going to Ohio 
containing copies of Bubbles by Jordan Morris. My man. I was extremely proud. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Show, you're right? welcome, Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd feel bad if I didn't, you know, mention that I think it was kind of shitty of that informational sticker not to include the rest of the creative team. Yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, I'm going to call be that more shout warehouse. outs for it, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Sarah Morgan, Tony Cliff, Natalie Reese, I mean, all of these people, they're on the cover, you know, like let's 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 get them onto the shipping stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's just good PR there, you know. There's PR value in being on a shipping sticker, um, and that's great. And I just like I'm really just excited that the people of Ohio will have something to rub on their kids' butts mm-hmm. to get them to sleep. Yeah. I'm excited that you get to make 20 more bubbles. You already signed that contract. Huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, it has to be. I mean, that can't be that hard. Usually, like one breath, you get like six or seven, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I, a uh, quick, quick bubble is coming out soon story yeah. to share with everybody. Yeah. This is kind I of I would fun. love to hear this. Now, this is Jordan. If, love it. Do just it. so everyone knows, Jordan uh, co-wrote and created uh, the upcoming graphic novel, Bubble. Or I guess as this, as we, as our listeners hear this, it will be available in stores as you go ahead and buy it. In stores now. Um yeah. So I got to uh, I got to do a little pre-order thing with one of my favorite bookstores out here, um, Book Soup. So the idea was uh-huh. that if you pre-ordered it from Book Soup, I would come in and sign it, and then you know ship it out to wherever. Uh, a lot of a lot of great Max Funsters did that. It was really cool. Great to support. Um, it's a great indie bookstore. It's been there forever. They had a tough time during the pandemic, and you know, really nice to be able to you know support a cool. Um, you know, a cool local business that I've yeah, enjoyed since before I lived in LA. Just a great place. And um, Jordan, yeah. are are you willing to sign uh, the paper plates uh, that those hamburgers come on, where the lady from the hamburger store draws a little picture on them? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I will. Yes, once Irv's reopens, um, yes, I will do like Sonia Hong does and sign <laughs> sign your paper plate. Very, very regional reference. Uh, hyper, hyper local. That's what we're. Yeah. I don't even get it. Hyper- I don't know. I, we got outside of Pasadena, so that's true. We're making some <laughs> kind of stretching our wings. Some jokes about another burger place that's not pie and burger. Yeah, let's do some about Alhambra now. Sure. Yeah. So you know, it's, it was real fun. I got to go in there and do the signing, and there's a nice. You know, book soup employee Dan was helping me out. Dan kind of coordinates all that special stuff, and so Dan was kind of helping me out. And, you know, like a lot of them had just like a signature, but then some people wanted a special message. And Dan was helping me like figure out which ones needed the special message. And just hearing this nice bookstore employee have to like parse all our inside joke bullshit. Just this nice guy go like, (laughs) and this next one, make it out to Jose Cansnaco. (laughs) (laughs) Just not knowing what was going on. Um, also of note, um, you know, book soup has, you know, it's, it's right there. It's right there on the sunset strip. So obviously they do have some like, you know, celebrity clientele and, you know, like that use book soup for their like signings and stuff like that. Yeah. Slash is just walking up and down the street, right? So yeah. Slash is constantly <laughs> just pacing back and forth in front of the store. Whenever mm-hmm. Lemmy's ghost has a new book. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Um, and so like our bubble pre-orders were right next to Sharon Stone's pre-orders. So Sharon Stone's oh. pre-orders were like on the same table. Now, I have I said this online before, 
Yes. Sharon Stone should have her own um, oral history, like where it's very little Sharon Stone. It's just all the other people who have interacted with Sharon Stone, like the SNL book. It should be like that. But like, okay, so yeah, she walked into the audition and she was wearing a fedora on top of a fedora. And she said that it had to do with the character and she just started smoking and then she put it out on our copy of the script. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to give her casino, you know, (laughs) she is the character. Yeah. So I'll say this. And I, I'm a big fan of Sharon Stone and I'm glad that I think I wrote her a rap. Oh, for, uh, on, uh, on the late, late show, uh, they were surprised that she was single because she had come on and talked about how she was single. And so when she came back, they wanted to do a rap about trying to get her a boyfriend. So it's mostly Corden did most of the rapping, but she sang the refrain, which was, I'm Sharon Stone, bitch. Um, And I had to leave that day during the taping. I couldn't stay for the whole thing, but I was like, please, just whatever you do. This was the thing I fought for all the time on that show, on Drop the Mic, everything. Please do not put a white person in 1980s rap gear. It's gonna it's kind of it's kind of a minstrel show when you do that like it's not what rap looks like now and whatever you do please do not give her a jesus piece or a grill and uh, as soon as i walked out the door she was like i want a grill and that's what she got and a jesus piece skinner's gone Um, get the grill (laughs) uh, pretty much yeah yeah they're like put some gold in her teeth it'll it's it'll be hilarious (laughs) haha other people's culture well i don't know if if this has any bearing on on what i'm about to say I don't know if this will affect how you feel about this one way or the other, but you know, so so our you know, so our books are there, the bubble books are there, next to Sharon Stone's stack of books. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's pre-orders. We fucking crushed Stone. We crushed nice. Stone. This is nice. not even not even just... close. Wait, wait, wait. And this is this is just book this soup is just pre-orders? book soup pre-orders book soup that's Stone Town yeah that's that's yeah. Sharon Stone we fucking good. beat Stone in Have her you beat home her in her backyard turf. you rolled the fuck in from Pasadena right like get ready pals yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm coming like, for you because <laughs> it's not even gonna compare yeah who are you taking Congrats. down next Jordan to me more. I don't know. I'm looking at the 90s divas. <laughs> yeah. Whitney Houston's ghost has it coming. <laughs> I would Aww. never, I would never take down Whitney Houston's ghost's book. She was a gift. Should I write Sandra Bullock's book? I have no opportunity to, but I feel like if I just did yeah. it. I think you could sell that. Yeah, sure. Just kind of off the top of my head. Because she's, she's probably kind of swamped right now. So yes. Right? And she would have a fun sense of humor about it. If I was like, I came up with the, the three shells, you know, she'd be like, sure. sure. Okay. Yeah, right. She, uh, yeah. A lot of the famous jokes from <laughs> Demolition Man were her improv riffs. <laughs> yeah. So like the set, the, the props, people had to go out and buy them and everybody else kept being like, well, for real, what does it mean? And I was like, I'll never tell. So that became a thing where like I would run into the crew and we would all go at each other. And we knew we were talking about right. the shells. And then you should end the book with. With Sandy saying, she's like, and by the way, I do actually shit into seashells. That's what it <laughs> That's meant. What I it actually meant. do that. I really do it. Mm-hmm. So if you find a seashell on the beach, <laughs> there's a good chance. It. Just hold it up to your ear and listen for my shit. And you might hear me shitting. <laughs> That's what I call the blind side. Does that mean anything? 
Well, no, but hope does float. There you know you what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> uh, Deuteronomy uh. two thirteen. <laughs> I have a, a I, I'm going to need a grill related update, which is I believe it was last week on the program. I talked about Porky Pig's rap, right? Uh, from the movie Space Jam. Is this the new Space Jam? This is the new Space Jam. Space Jam Two, not in space. I'll be honest; I have not seen either. I was yeah. berated by my writers on Drop the Mic for that. I was like, haven't seen them. I'm not into basketball. And one of my writers, Roan, who's who's like a battle rapper, the most animated I'd ever seen him, was like, it's not about basketball. It's about <laughs> relationships. And I was like, wow. Okay. I mean, I guess in a way every movie is. But he was like, no, especially this one. And I was like. I did not mean to hit a nerve. Wow. I, I am sorry. I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that he's a couple years younger than us. He is a couple years younger than us. He's a barstool guy. Okay. Oh, wow. And I think when you get a job there, they make you watch Space Jam. Yeah. Like, until you get the whole culture right. of yeah. the place. So, the main focus of my hot takes on this battle rap scene starring Porky Pig. Oh, it's a battle rap? Yeah, oh, it's a battle rap, yeah. Who is he battling? Um, I couldn't quite tell who I, who was he is it battling. A, is it an NBA player? Please I tell me it's an NBA Don player. I know that Don Cheadle was there. Okay. <laughs> it's not but Steph Curry or... Was he possibly battling LeBron? That's possible. Oh, wow. I don't know much about basketball, but I can't imagine him engaging. I feel like he'd just be like, I'm kind of above this. Yeah. I don't need to you know, do if, this. If, if I know, if I'm getting the premise of this new one right, is that they kind of get sucked into the internet where they kind of interact with all the other Warner Brothers properties. So, you know, like anything yeah, that Warner Brothers... it's like a Brothers, lawnmower man kind of Yeah, thing. it's a kind of a lawnmower man. So like Ellen? So Ellen, yeah. I was going to say, could Porky Pick be rapping against an Ent from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Maybe. I think that's possible. Yeah. I would like it if it was Ellen. <laughs> As a giant tree monster. From Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so this is just a quick update. Porky Pig obviously is, you know, there was a good part, which is when he went habit 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 and gave a really elegantly transitioned from his famous stutter into uh, you know just flawless bars. Flawless DJ sounds. Oh, I see, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Um, which was which was fine. I, I was surprised at how well executed that was i was like well you know the, whoever plays porky pig is probably good at voice acting you know um i was surprised that it was on uh, that he was rapping over the flavor in your ear beat but more than that i was surprised at just like how how much of a let's just give him a grill they were doing just like he was wearing a puffer vest that's the thing yeah i remember be, i remember being in a meeting for that bit and the the you know one of the guys in charge was like right okay so um putting her in in like a uh an adidas tracksuit mm-hmm. yeah you know rap stuff and i was like um i'm so i'm so sorry uh that's not really what people wear anymore yeah. um like in rap videos and they're like what are you talking about Lisa? and i was like well um well for instance and i showed them showed them some Nicki minaj some some video that she had done with uh, DJ Khaled. And I was like, see, look, just fun jackets. Everybody's in fun jackets. Everyone wears it's a fun not jacket these days. Like they, they're just like 
stylish. And they were like, oh, okay. And then, um, cause at first the, uh, like some of the other people on the team were like, no, it's gotta be this. And I was like, no, it really doesn't. It's not what things look like now. And if we're going to, if we're going to parody an art firm, we should show some sort of knowledge about it that like we care enough about it to have watched it and listened to it, not just be like, we have no idea about this. Yeah. It's like when people parody rock music and they just give everybody a, a giant a pompadour and a ducktail. Exactly. Like, no one is doing that. So, um, you know, I'm not as clued into hip hop culture as the two of you, but I have in multiple circumstances had to speak up and say, like, if we need the name of a rapper, don't just put MC before something. I don't think people do that anymore. <laughs> oh, even I. So I used to have to send out a little email yeah. for my rap battle when I was just like producing my own live on stage rap battle um, for comedians. And it would be like, please, if you you could rap under your own name, if you want an MC name, you can give it to me. Side note, it does not sure. have to have MC at the beginning of it. Most of them do not at this point, And it should definitely not have DJ yeah. in front of it because DJ sure. is a different job. And you would be shocked at how many people were like, I'm DJ Dog daddy i'm dj down in the dumps and i'm like well why are you rapping then if you're the dj why are you but anyway so in this in this production meeting i'm like also and they were like you know the chain and i was like um well but actually uh well i mean you could but please just don't do the grill and the uh the guy in charge was like right okay well i guess this meeting is over liza's called me racist so i guess we're done now wow and i'm like you know what i worked really hard to not call you racist yeah and you are racist, like, <laughs> sure. to be clear. Yeah. This is some racist shit. Sure. I mean, you said it, not me. Yeah. Although you did mention DJ Doggy Daddy. Doggy Daddy, Warner Brothers character <laughs> that could be appearing alongside Porky Pig in that mm. rap scene, along with Jabberjaw, who we mentioned earlier. Wait, no, that's that's Hanna-Barbera. I think Warner Brothers owns all that Hanna-Barbera stuff now. Really? Yeah. They should be having a lot more fun with it. Hanna-Barbera is kooky. You know who's uh, the new voice of Jabberjaw is Nicole Thurman, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago. Really? And she's not doing it like Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Really? Which is what his voice was like in the cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's very fun. Anyway, I like that. It is fun. I yeah, always, good for her. I was like stoked when I I always that. really, really wanted to watch Jabberjaw, and I didn't have cable. And I, like I had friend, like there was King's Dominion at very close to where I grew up in Richmond. And they would they had all the Hanna-Barbera characters were like their the kids area was like the Scooby Coaster and the right. Yogi, whatever. And so they had Jabberjaw stuff over there, and I had never seen it. I was, like, fascinated. I was like, this guy's a funny shark? That's all my stuff. Come on. That's exactly what I want to be a part of. (laughs) Those are the two things I'm into, comedy and being a shark. You're just like, I always wish that Eddie Murphy had more sets of teeth behind (laughs) his front set of teeth. you know, yeah. They did x-ray Eddie Murphy's stomach and find a license plate and a barrel of nails, though. Well, but that's more about about human... Um, negligence of our right, emotions exactly. than about Thank Eddie you. Murphy's choices. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Don't just throw, yeah. don't just throw things in the water. Yeah, he's just full of those bendy straws. It's so sad. <laughs> this is the clarification that I want to make. Obviously, Eliza Skinner should have written the rap for Porky Pig. Yes. Right. There's no doubt about that. I And I want to stipulate that. There's no question... A comedy genius slash rapper slash rap comedy writer, Eliza Skinner. I mean, if you look at the people that I've written for a lot. Number one, Sharon Stone. 
Well, no, I mean, Sharon Stone, James Corden was the one who actually did most of the rapping on that. So that was more of a feature on the hook that Sharon Stone did. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, so this is what I found out on the internet. And as few people texted me that apparently MERS from the Living Legends. MERS wrote it? Wrote Porky Pig's rap for the movie Space Jam 2. Well, then it's got to be great. I love MERS. He worked for us on, um, on Drop the Mic. He was one of our uh, rap coaches. Oh, a great rapper. I'm glad I'm glad he had that job. I'm glad he got the job on Space Jam 2. Um, the bars were weak. I'm not going to wow. lie, Murs. You're a great rapper. Maybe they should have hired the Grouch and Eli to write that. Well, okay. So I will. I can speak mm-hmm. to his defense just generally mm-hmm. within the industry then. Because you get notes from people who mm-hmm. do not know what they are talking about. They don't understand where the punchlines are. They don't understand the meter, the rhymes, the flow, any of it. They're just like, they'll be like, can you make... Uh, uh, Porky say this it's too much nobody gets that can even and it's just like it just gets watered down and watered down and watered down and so it's constantly a game of like can we make this thing live where my work gets to actually be out there and then maybe I then it leads to me getting another job that's even cooler or am I gonna be like Porky Pig needs to be intelligent and hard as rocks and have fire bars, you know, like I bet it was just a constant fight of whoever was writing that to just <laughs> can we not? Can, does he have to say hard pass? Does he have to say hard pass? Like everyone just wants be- me to get him to say hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time in hallways with Burns, like waiting for different celebrities to be ready to go over their rap verses. Um, and he's a real fun, nice, smart, cool fella. So I'm sure he was like, how can I give them, how can I give them what they want? Do you think Merz is too nice for the job? Do you think we should have brought in, you know. Somebody really tough, ludicrous. Lil Fame or something. Yeah, yeah. I think Lil Fame from MOP would have given some fucking rock hard verses to Porky Pig. Yeah, I don't, I I, I don't know. You know, get throw, throw it to a SoundCloud kid, you know, make Porky mm-hmm. Pig break the new sound. You want Porky Pig mumble rapping? Yeah. Yeah, I do. That kind of rap where they're kind of talking and kind of rapping? Yeah, and they're just like rhythmically saying the same word over and over, and it's not even like really a whole lyric. You want this battle beat produced by Clams Casino? Is that what you're telling me, Eliza? You want <laughs> you want cloud rap on this? Sure. I want it to still alienate white people is what I want. And if it's too catchy, <laughs> too hooky, it's not going to do that. Like we need to yeah. have something out there that still says, hey. This isn't for you. You can enjoy it, but it's not completely yours. You don't own this. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite social media personalities is the uh, the wonderful media maker and social justice activist, Jay Smooth. Known him forever, brilliant guy. Um, and one of the things that about Jay is he's, a, he's wonderful on Facebook. I'd say he's my... Other than maybe John Darnielle at the Mountain Goes, top Facebooker. And uh, one of the reasons I hang around that platform. And uh, Jay posts about all kinds of stuff. But one of the things is that he actually buys the pay-per-views of battle rappers battle rapping. So there are like, people might not know this, but in the past 10, 15 years, battle rap has been has gone from a thing that rappers do when they get mad at each other 
uh, into that kind of thing that you saw Eminem do in Eight Mile, into basically deaf poetry jam with people calling each other gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, even before I'll, before like rappers when they're mad, well, I guess that was really like battle rap is where rap started. Sure. Like it started people kind of battle rapping over disco beats right. back in the Bronx. Um, but yeah, so when we started Drop the Mic, you know, I'd been producing my own rap battle a comedy rap battle for comedians improv rapping like uh for for a decade at that point and they one of the other people involved in it wanted to do it with no beat like these battle rappers you're talking about these like slam poet rappers yeah and i was like if we do this without a beat the tv audience is going to think they're watching poetry night and they're not going to be into that and it's not gonna come across and there and he was like oh but we gotta stay true to the battle scene and i'm like if you're telling them it's rap we need a beat to it sorry we we need a beat that's when you brought in clams casino and i did mm -hmm. i brought in clams casino but i'm but the cartoon character clams casino which who is a clam <laughs> yeah um <laughs> who is dealing cards dealing blackjack yeah and djing mm -hmm. um so yeah no i brought in a brought in a beatboxer because they can respond yeah. easily to the performer and work with yeah. them. Okay, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hello, I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And we host Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. Every week, we share media that made us who we are. Things like Archie Comics. Sailor Moon. And lots of Taylor Swift. And now that Riley's an adult, it comes with 100% more butts. And now I am totally comfortable with it. So check out new episodes of Still Buffering every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Butts, butts, butts. Join in, Riley. Butts, 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 Hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Kelsey Dara, Open Mike Eagle, and Patton Oswalt. Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. So he was in therapy. Plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, rude dude with a boo attitude. It was about my dog that time. Hmm. Okay, so we are live streaming the video of our recording here to our Facebook fans. Congrats. <laughs> what a thrill. Thank you. Our thanks to Val Moffat for sending it out using computers. Um, we did have a listener named Kendall suggest Ecclesiastes. Um, Good stuff. So that's settled. Yeah, that's about as I think that's, listen, we can close yeah. the book mm -hmm. on this. The good book. The good book. Uh -huh. 
Thank you. The only book that matters. Yeah. Um, I have a question, Jesse Thorne. Yeah. How far did you go considering that you yourself could be a rapper? Because I can't help thinking that you must have for at least five seconds. So the only time I have ever rapped, here's the thing. If I was five or seven years younger, now white people have no shame about rapping. Young white men, there's a pitcher on the Giants named Tyler Beatty who had an entire, recorded his own rap songs as Young Beta. Were they like educational raps though? Like about how like chlorophyll works? About fire safety. <laughs> uh, young Beta. I think they were, I think they did have a little bit of inspirational to them. Oh, okay. Believe in yourself. See your therapist. Back that Ecclesiastes up. I don't know. <laughs> but I really came from an era where if you were going to be a white guy rapping, you really had to overcome a lot of cultural baggage to do it in public. You're, but you're in college. I'll, I'll remember. I don't tell know. Tales, not, tell tales, Jordan. I'm not you on the spot here, but your party trick was rapping the entire crisscross Sprite commercial. <laughs> oh, well, Jordan, what's that in your hand? Is it the S to the P R I T E can? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Crisscross was one of my first uh, concerts. Oh, I'm yeah. sure I've told you that. The, yeah, with um, Chi Ali and, um, and MC Light. MC Light opening for Crisscross. Yeah. I never saw them live, but it was one of my first tapes. It was Crisscross. I like the song about missing the bus. Oh, you never ever something ever that do, I'll never do, do again. again. I never missed the bus, guys. I was a punctual child. <laughs> I missed the bus. <laughs> I got to tell you this. So, okay, we've got to wrap this show up. But first, I have a Crisscross thought, which is when you go to the flea market, there's all these young people who wear 90s clothes. and But do uh, they wear them backwards? So I would love to see that. But they also play 90s rap music out of these booths that are selling like $600 Sade t-shirts, right? Mm -hmm. And it's fine. It's great. You know, mostly they're just playing, you know, whatever, Benita Applebum or something. You're like, oh, yeah, this is one of the great yeah, songs. I'm happy on. to hear that song anytime, right? Mm -hmm. The other day, some... <laughs> I think Jump came on in one of these places. <laughs> and I was listening to it and I was like, oh... Is this a hit song because it's kind of good? I mean, it is. Like that hook. <laughs> yeah, what's the leg what's the legacy of Criss Cross? Are they like I think one of them died. Isn't that yeah, all? Yeah, one of them died. It's a sad legacy. Yeah. But in response to your question about have I ever rapped, I did. So because I went to arts high school, I took a class called Introduction to the Arts that was supposed to be like everyone had their own arts discipline that they did in the afternoon. But in Introduction to the Arts class, you did everyone's arts discipline. Oh, so you dabble. Yeah, you'd learn to make a painting. You'd go one-iana, two-iana, three-iana, four-iana, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end of the year, the class split into groups and made their own operas. Oh. And because I was always kind of checked out and bored in school, as a goof, I pitched that we should do an opera about, I looked up on the internet, the entire like narrative of all the Parliament Funkadelic records, because they have a whole narrative to them mm -hmm. about Dr. Funkenstein and, and Sir Nose Devoid of Funk and all this stuff, right? And I just printed out from, you know, my gopher search or whatever, this web page with, with no graphics on it that just listed the cosmology of, of P-Funk. And because everyone else's idea was a real idea, my idea was one of the winners. 
And so I ended up being Dr. Funkenstein in that. And I did not wow. write my verses. There was there was a lot of people at my high school who were actual rappers. <laughs> and so, yeah, my verse was uh, written for me by Braz. But I do remember that it was... He did try it out. Yeah, Dr. Funkenstein from the Outer Space Ward at the Fungi Hospital where the nurses never bored. Because he fucks the nurses. Yeah, no, I got that. Yeah, Yeah, that that was... Or at least finger dump something. It seemed like something to keep him entertained. Bend over Um, for your injection of the super outer space funk erection, I believe was the next line. Ooh, you believe, you know. I believe that was... You know. Look, we'd have to go to the tape. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, how is that supposed to sell Sprite? Uh, Not every rap sells Sprite. Come on. Some of them sell Domino's. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) When it's coming out of the Noid. Yeah, um, I had the same thing. People frequently been like, why don't you... Even Merz actually was like, when's your album coming out? And I'm like, I don't think the world needs another white girl rapper. Yeah. But, you know, you could have been Princess Superstar, Eliza. You know, God knows you could have been Northern State made an album with Questlove. Could have been Iggy Azalea. Um, yeah. First things first. Just got to meet T.I. at the right time, Eliza. That's what that, I mean, that's what every kid thinks. Yeah. OK, look, this is the end of the show. Eliza, what's going on with you, buddy? Um, I'm hosting a live streaming late night show uh, next Friday, the 15th. Well, that'll be probably this will have come out. Oh, cool. Well, then everybody, you should listen to it or not listen to it. Watch it. It's on Nowhere Comedy. It's my own late night show. I've always wanted to have a late night show. Um, and so this is my big opportunity. I've got um, great guests. I've got a Parnan and Cherla, Yasser oh. Lester, um, Jamie Loftus, Oof. maybe a little cameo from Mr. Brian Henson. Wow. All kinds of stuff happening. Who knows? Merce might stop by. Wow. Yeah. Who books that? Me. It's me. I book it. It's my <laughs> And uh, my sidekick is, of course, my dog, Booberry Jones. Yeah. So. That sounds pretty dope. Amazing. Get with it. Yeah, it should be. Nowhere Comedy, is that where people can find it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will put up a uh, link to the tickets on the old Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw that up. And uh, yeah, so Thanks, check Jordan. it out. Eliza is the funniest person. Aw. Jordan, you got anything going on this week? Hey, <laughs> just a little book coming out. No, yeah, the book's coming out. I feel. Listen, I'm self conscious. I know we've been, we've been, we've been talking your ear off about the book. I've been fucking posting about the book on social media to the point where no one cares about it anymore. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, I'm. This is when the fucking fish hits the fire, Jordan. Okay. Look, here, I'll I'll do it. Yes. I'll do it. Look, you've heard about Bubble. You listen to the unless this is your first time listening, in which case, I'm sorry, I've been unhinged. <laughs> but really, you know about Bubble. You maybe you've been waiting. Maybe you've been like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta get that. I do love Jordan. I, I should I should pre-order it at some point. Now's the time. Yeah. This is it. Time's yeah. running out. You got yeah. just, your, your phone's in your hand, probably. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Go do that. He worked really hard on it. Eliza's going to send Murs after you if you don't. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will, too. Yeah. No, he's really nice. He'll probably just like, you know, yeah, have, have like a soda with from you. From the living legends. You know what? I'm going to send the Grouch and Eli mm. after you. Yeah, that's right. He's leaving his home in Hawaii, I think. The Grouch is a nice man. You know, I I produced I, I produced a segment with Murs on Fuel TV back hey. in the day. I can confirm he is a nice guy, real funny off yeah. the cuff. Great, Real dude. sweet guy. Jordan, 
Are you going to send Pigeon John after people who don't? <laughs> yeah, your... sure. The other rapper that I've produced <laughs> a segment with. We all know one underground rapper from Southern California. Let's send them all after him. Open Mike Eagle, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Mike Eagle. Uh, seriously, here's the here's the deal, Jordan, Jessica, go fans. If you're not going to order Bubble, what the fuck are you even doing listening to this fucking doing? show? What are you Yeah, doing? I mean, come on. You like it. Look, if you're illiterate, you get a pass. Except for that there's hella pictures in this thing, and the pictures are fucking great by Tony Cliff. Look at the pictures. And here's this. You know, I maybe you listened to the audio version. Yeah. Maybe you heard me mm-hmm. voice. Sure. Annie, one of the characters, maybe you're like, did they get it right? No one's going to yeah. tell you until you pick up the gotta book. Get the book. You got to get the book to compare it. Is that what my voice sounded like to you? And a lot of people say to me, Jesse, I want to support Jordan. I want to support his incredible creative endeavor that just received perhaps the most effusive review from a major comics publication I've ever read that said it was their favorite book of the year. Chock full of jokes. Um, and you know, and then, and then they say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask my local library to order it. Yeah, that'd be great. And you know what I'm, you know what I'm going to say to those people, Jordan? Great job. Good work. Do ask your local library to order it. Of course. You know what else I'm going to tell them? Get your fucking act together and order two or three yourself. Sure. Give them to your friends. Give your mom one. Or else, mm-hmm. what are you even fucking doing here? Hey, if you've got a teen in your life who seems like they're maybe getting a little off the path you yes. know they, they're directionless they don't know what's up and what's down yeah. and they need something to be kind of their guiding right. light their right. north star get them bubble yeah yeah you know there's a lot of kids out there who need their buffy right yeah you know what i mean and I, that's this book can i say something else eliza yeah if there's an sure uncle show. if there's an uncle in your life mm. who seems like they're getting off track okay yeah, right. Maybe this uncle isn't as healthy as he could be. Sure. He's not taking care of himself. Eating too many goddamn beans. Uh, he doesn't know when to stop. If this uncle's eating <laughs> nothing but goddamn beans. It's not a full meal. It doesn't matter what he says he sure. reads at the internet. It's not a whole meal. You know you know what's going to happen if this, if this uncle comes over to your house, eats all your goddamn beans. It's going to run off and jump a train. Legumes aren't easy on the esophagus. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. The intestines aren't going to like all those legumes. And you know what it's going to come out as? Toots. A bunch of fucking uncle farts. That's what it's going to come out Mm -hmm. as. So Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is. He's going to be in the bathroom for a long time. You got to have reading material in there. By bubble. By bubble. There you go. See, that made sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That made perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, listen, it's out. I'm really proud of it. I'm really, really glad we got to do it. I think it turned out so great. Um, You know, I worked with the coolest people on it and it was so much fun. And uh, hey, if you like the podcast, uh, there's an all new episode out a very Eliza-heavy episode that we recorded hey, that's me. at SF Sketchfest a couple years back. So that's there in the Bubble feed if you want another uh, in-continuity episode of Bubble featuring... I'm going to say this. A very good Eliza performance. Yes, Jesse. I'm going to offer a moment of sincerity here Please. and say, Jordan is very proud of this book. He's proud of this book for good reason because he's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I am both proud of Jordan for doing the thing that he loves that he aspired to maybe most of anything, which is both to make his own thing and to get to write a comic book. Two dreams that I know Jordan has had 
the entire time that we've worked together, make his own comedy thing that is a real thing, and to write comics. Those are two dreams that he has always had. And not only am I proud of Jordan, I am proud that I am friends with Jordan, who made this amazing thing. So I'm proud of my friend for achieving his dreams, and I am proud to know him because his shit is so good. Ah, shucks, pal. And I can go around and tell people that's my friend Jordan wrote that fucking comic book. Me too. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. And you guys have been so supportive of it. I mean, that's that the the whole the thing is a thing because of the two of you. The only reason that uh, it's a thing is because of how cool and talented and supportive you guys are. Well, and look, we can we can keep telling you how great we think it is, but I, I do think that the thing to drive home here is I, I am sure because I I do it. You think you're gonna order it later? Yeah. Do it right now. Yeah, do it now. Do it right now. You're going to be annoyed with yourself. You're going to be like, oh, man, I should have done it. Uh, I I said I was going to, and then I didn't. Just do it. And then I got hit by a train. (laughs) Yeah, and that's going to bring back a lot of bad memories for Jordan. I can't handle that right now. I'm too fragile. (laughs) If you bring one of these books over to your uncle's house... Oh, God. Do not light a match because just Mm-mm. don't light it. Just that's my advice to you. Because it's explosive comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our producer on the show, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, Valerie Moffat, sending it into the uh, Internet of Space video. Uh, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic records are thanks to them uh you can find us on twitter at jordan underscore morris at jesse thorne you're eliza you're just at eliza skinner right i'm just at eliza skinner fucking eliza skinner so fucking funny on twitter she's one of these people who's so funny on twitter uh that influencers keep stealing her tweets (laughs) 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 like a big problem for eliza is people stealing her jokes because they're too good uh so go follow eliza skinner on twitter um, you can also tweet about the show. We love it. I mean, look, we know that this is a dense and intricate web of semi-jokes uh, <laughs> that are just allusions to other semi-jokes from seven years ago, but that doesn't mean new people can't listen to it. So tweet about the show and use the hashtag JJGo or just share what you think about this week's show or a thought you had about this week's show or your, you know, your uh, Bible butt words. Yeah. Hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter. We'll find it. We'll check it out. We will probably fucking fave your tweet. We don't give a shit. Yeah, whatever. I don't even care if it's good. I'll I'll click on star just because I'm excited anyone cares. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go, where we have lately been uh, streaming our shows. It's going fine. It's fun to, nice to know there's some people on the internet watching that. So, uh Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. We're also on Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on. And uh, look, that's enough stuff. Maximumfun.reddit.com. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.